now. Insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check, in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our GEICO bill with the GEICO app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the GEICO app. Thank you. Welcome to Fire... Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, everyone. I'm so glad you joined us tonight, whatever part of the world you're uh, watching, listening in. I'm glad that you joined us. If it's the United States or Africa or the Philippines, I know we had a couple of people sign up from the Philippines and from Africa. So whatever part you're listening to, we're um, delighted to have Dr. Frank Summerall with us again and... Uh, teaching on, on the, the healing and healing is the children's bed. We're on part five of this, and um, Dr. Frank Summerall, uh, you're like a member of the family now. I'm just going to give this over to you and and take your liberty in the Holy Ghost. Well, thank you, Deborah. I appreciate it so much. There's so much to be said about healing is the children's bread. First place I want to read. The reason why we call healing is the children's bread. This is found in Mark chapter 7. I'm reading from a translation called the Message Bible. It goes on to say that uh, from there Jesus sent out the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house there where he didn't think he would be found and he could escape notice. He was barely inside when a woman who had a disturbed daughter heard where he was. She came and knelt at his feet begging for help. The woman was Greek, and she was a Syrophoenician by birth. She asked him to cure her daughter. He said, stand in line and take your turn. The children get fed first. If there's any left over, the dogs get it. She said, of course, Master, but the dogs under the table get the scraps which are dropped by the children. Jesus was impressed. He said, you're right. On your way. Your daughter is no longer disturbed. All the demonic affliction is gone. So she went home and found her daughter relaxed on the bed, all torment, gone for good. <laughs> May the Lord add the blessing to the reading of the word. This is the message translation of the Bible. So I read from the Amplified and the message and different variations, but the whole of this, the healing is the children's bread, which means it belongs to us. That the very stripes Jesus had laid upon his back, that was the will of God. So we have to understand the promise and the will of God, how that, you know, what Jesus said, he said so many times that that he only did what he was looking at and watching the Father do. As he was looking at that, he did what the Father did, and he said what the Father said. So the very epitome of the Father, that's why he says in the Scripture having to do with the fact that that when Jesus came, he was the the representation of heaven to the earth. And 
so by all of the suffering that he had through his body at the time before the cross, to the cross, and then when he rose from the dead and presented himself before his father, he said, all power is given unto me, both heaven and earth. So what we're dealing with, healing of the children bread. So what I want to deal with, and I've said before, but I just found another one. And this other one I'm talking about is the instances that we have had in the Sumrall family with healings. One of the ones that we haven't listed, because I was looking through several books, and I found this book written by my aunt. Her name was Leona Sumrall Murphy. Uh, Brother Murphy is my uncle. He passed away a few years ago. Great man of God, teacher, preacher of the word of God. So, First, there was Grandpa Chandler. Grandpa Chandler was some kind of dude. He didn't find the Lord until one year before he passed. And yet, he was ambitious and everything else. And one day, he was downtown in one of the southern towns. And uh, he had a stroke. They had to pick him up physically and carry him to my dad's house. He was totally paralyzed. He called for a doctor to come. The doctor said, he has paralysis all through his body. His arms weren't working. They didn't work. His legs didn't work. Everything in his body he was just paralyzed from the top of his head down to his feet. And so uh, what was there? Back then what they did is they called in the ladies' prayer group. And so they got over there and they started calling on the name of the Lord and and calling in, in uh, you know intensity. And so beside them was a neighbor which uh, called himself an atheist. And so he was mocking. And so uh, one of the daughters came by there and he was saying, uh, what they try to do to the old man? He said, they're praying for him. He's going to be healed. And so he said, I bet when he gets healed, you see that 10 cents over there? I bet he jumps that tomorrow then. Well, actually, he didn't know it, but he was prophesying what would happen. So Grandpa Chandler went to bed that night. He woke up in the morning and forgot that he had paralysis. He yelled out to my grandma. He said, Betty, what you doing with my pants? He put his pants on there. He had a large garden, went out, checked the garden. And what he did, he went and jumped the 10-rail fence. And the man saw that. The atheist saw that. He cried out. He said, oh, you got to get your mom here to me. I've seen a miracle. I saw how bad that man was. I saw what happened, and I was mocking you, and now I, he's healed. At that point in time, she came out there and led the man to God. He turned, turned around. He wasn't an atheist anymore. He started serving Jesus, started loving the Lord. So healing has been in our family for such a long, long time. It flows down from Calvary. Hallelujah. That the Lord today wants to touch you, heal your body, set you free, because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Then, of course, my grandma. The grandma, she had cancer in both breasts at one time, trying to raise all the children. She had a lot of kids. And so when they had all these children like that, her breasts had cancer in them. The doctor just says, I don't believe you'll be around to see the next one at all. So uh, he, he put gauze on these running sores. They were cancers. And, uh, of course, Grandpa wasn't, you know, saved or anything else. He just uh, tried to do the best he could do with her crying and moaning and groaning. She was in intense pain. Nothing could stop the pain. 
And so finally she had a dream. And in that dream, she saw Jesus come through the room and touch her breast. And she was healed. Now, she didn't think about it anymore. About a week later, her husband said, now, now, Betty, how come you're not crying out? How come, where's the pain? She said, I ain't bothered with it. So she went in the bathroom and checked her breast and put the gauze was there and pulled the gauze off and ugly thing, big old black things came out of it were laying on the gauze. It looked like an octopus. And and they what they had and they had two of those things and, and new flesh had grown over on both breasts. She was totally healed. Hallelujah. Amen. The blessing of the Lord's oath to the grandfather and my grandma. And then, having to do with the fact that my dad had tuberculosis in both lungs. The doctor came and only gave him two and a half hours of life. He said, this boy will be dead. I'm come by and I will sign the death certificate in the morning. And uh, that's what should happen. He will die tonight. So, the Lord arranged where on one side of the bed was this huge Bible from the floor to the ceiling. And on the other side was a Bible. God spoke to him. He says, tonight you're going to choose one of these. You choose the Bible, you'll live. You choose the casket, you will not live. You'll be in that casket. And so oh, somewhere just before dawn, he was fighting with it all night long. Finally, he said, I'll choose the Bible. He says, as long as you give me breath, I will preach your word. So the next morning, now his dad, so uh, he was a shipbuilder. A pretty heavy breakfast in the morning. He said, uh, so his mom came by and said, now, what do you want for breakfast? She brought him some grape juice. That's all he had for about six months, grape juice. He said, I'm sick and I don't want any more grape juice. I don't think even like grape juice today. Because of that situation. He said, what did my father have for breakfast? And then she began to relate to him all the things he had. He had eggs. He had ham. He had biscuits. He had grits. He had that. You see, when you live in the South, you know about grits and gravy. He had grits. He had gravy. He had about everything you can imagine. And pancakes on top of that. He had a breakfast. And so, what Dad said, he said, I want the same kind of breakfast my daddy had. No, you can't have that. You'll die. He said, I'm going to die full of grits, gravy, ham, or whatever you got out there. That's the way, because I'm, I'm hungry. So after he, he ate this, ate two platefuls, she finally came in and started crying. She said, tell me what happened. And then he began to relate to her how he chose the Bible rather than the casket. He was healed that night. The doctor came in that morning and said, where's that sick boy? And he came right out walking. And he says, I was the sick boy. And he told him the story. And the doctor had tears in his eyes and didn't know what to say or understand about his calling in life. So then we come all the way down to the time of, this is what I've just found here. And it's so amazing because my aunt had what you call MD, muscular dystrophy. It's a disease that afflicts the muscles of the body. And so she was afflicted. She was an evangelist, tremendous evangelist. And uh, she would preach all over. In fact, she even preached in Cuba before Castro came during the, I believe, the the uh, 
one that had uh, leadership of the nation was uh, Trujillo. During the uh, Trujillo administration, and so she went over there and preached the gospel. Thousands upon thousands were saved. She stayed over there for several months, preached and preached. Every night she preached. Every night she preached. So she came back to the states. She was totally exhausted, and that from this disease hit her muscular dystrophy. And then she went down to 88 pounds. And uh, the doctor said, well, the next thing that's going to happen, you're going to go in a wheelchair. So she went to every evangelist she knew. Uh, she went to even the Brandon's meeting and nothing happened. Everything else. But it was one-on-one with the Lord Jesus Christ and Leona Murphy. And when she understood that, what started happening was that she started getting better. She wrote a long letter to my dad and says, I need a place to preach. I don't know if I'm going to die when I get in the pulpit, but I know this much. I want to preach one more time. He said, come on up here, sis. So the letter returned, and she came up there and came up there by train, and dad went down and picked her up and brought her over there. That time we had a church called South Bend Gospel Tabernacle. So, <laughs> she got the surprise of her life when she got there because Dad had taken all these billboards and put Leona Sumrall Murphy, and he was the whole all around the place that said what she was going to do is she's going to preach, going to have her Bible. Uh, yeah, she wasn't a Murphy then, but she was still Sumrall's at that time because yeah, she hadn't met her, her man yet. Anyway, so so they went around there and they had that just. What in the world? I'm this guy. I thought I could come up here and preach one time and I was going to die. He said, no, you're going to preach and you're going to get healed. And we're going to have revival. And so they had all the billboards and they printed them. And they had mighty service and the power of God was so great. And every night she preached, she got stronger. Different parts of her fingers were starting coming back to, to uh, feeling again and and her wrist started being healed, her shoulders started being healed, and neck started being healed, every part of her body started being healed. And, oh, hallelujah. And within the period of the time of the end of those services, those revivals, she was totally healed. <laughs> hallelujah. So, as you can see, healing runs in our family. And that's one of the reasons why we're speaking about healing is the children's bread. If you're in the family of God, if you, I tell you right now, if you're in the family of God, you ought to know about some of these good things. One of the things I want to direct your attention to is so amazing, so wonderful, so blessed. We're going to read in the Word of God having to do with the fact, and this uh, scripture is coming to mind right now. It's found in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26, Exodus 15. And 26, I want to read that. What this deals with, it deals with healing. It deals with the power of God. It deals with the anointing of the Lord. God has all these things set forth by his power and by his spirit. We give him all glory and blessing to the Lord Jesus. All right, in the uh, 26th verse, this is what it says. It said, if you listen, listen obediently how God tells you to live in his presence, obeying his commandments, keeping all his laws. Then I won't strike you with all of the diseases I afflicted on the Egyptians. I am God, your healer. My, 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 my. 
It, it says Jehovah Rapha. You see, what we have through the scripture, I just touch on this briefly, is the names, the redemptive names of Jehovah. The redemptive names of Jehovah tells us the character and also explains to us some more about our God. Jehovah Jireh, I will provide for you. Jehovah Nisi, I'm your banner. Jehovah Zetenu, I'm your righteousness. And everyone there, Jehovah Rapha, I'm your healer. Jehovah Shalom. Now, those are six major names. Now, actually, there's 14 names. We're not going to be able to ordain. But having to do with the fact that talking about the redemptive names of Jehovah, we touched on that a little bit before. But in those names which we share and bring forth is so powerful and wonderful, glorious, these, and what they speak to, is the character of Almighty God. And in knowing God, we can be set free by his power and by his glory. And all the way time that you look through the Bible, let's look over here at another scripture I'm thinking about. Uh, let's look at uh, a scripture here in Psalm 107 and verse 20. Psalms 107 verse 20. Then I want to talk about a few healings that have taken place in the Old Testament and show you how that in those healings of the Old Testament, they were always by obedience. Now, are you ready for why and how we're healed? We're healed by the covenant of healing. Oh, hallelujah. When you understand the covenants of God, we're healed by the covenant of healing. I am the God that heals you. In verse 20 of Psalm 107, we have an amazing word. And brings us so strong and so wonderful and so great. This is what it said. He spoke the word that healed you, that pulled you from the brink of death. My, 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 my. That's what he did right there. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them all their instructions. That is what it says in the King James. This is the Message Bible, which takes the deed, these and the thous and the those and puts those aside and it gets down to what exactly what is said here. Many times where the scripture is speaking to us in such a way, in such a manner, that that's why I like looking at the different parts of scripture. Now, if you turn with me to Isaiah chapter, this is so good because this is one of the greatest scriptures we have on healing in the Bible. All the way back to Isaiah. Isaiah was approximately was written 700 years before Christ was born. Just think about it. 700 years. It is an amazing thing. All right. Uh, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our, our iniquities. The chastisement of, of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Uh, and you're talking about this. It said it was our sins that did that to him, ripped and tore and crushed him. He took punishment, made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. All we like sheep have wandered away and got lost. We've done our own thing. We've gone our own way. And God piled on him our sins and everything we've done wrong on him. He was beaten. He was tortured. He didn't say a word. Like a lamb taken to the slaughter, like a sheep being sheared. He took all of it in silence. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. 
And so in that, that one scripture talking about how he was wounded, how by his stripes we are healed, that is so powerful and so wonderful and so glorious that our God would show forth his very plan to us. Isn't he wonderful? <laughs> he is so wonderful. He's so wonderful. And, and, and tonight, as you begin praising him and giving him glory and giving him honor and blessing his name, that's, that's what starts at. As we start praising God and blessing his name and giving him thanks and praise, and that's when it starts. Uh, this is the story of Naaman. This is found in Second Kings chapter 5. Naaman was a general of the army under King Aram. He was important to his master, who held him in highest esteem because it was by him that God had given victory to Amram. Truly great man, but afflicted with a grievous skin disease. It happened that Amram, with one of the raiding expeditions against Israel, captured a young girl who became maid to Naaman's wife. One day she said to his mistress, If only my master could meet the prophet in Samaria, he would be healed of his skin disease. And Naaman went straight to the master and reported to the girl from Israel what it said. He said, well, then go. And said, I'll send a letter of introduction to the king of Israel. So he went off, taking with him about 700 pounds, 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, 10 sets of clothes, which really meaning that he tried to buy them all. Naaman delivered the letter to the king of Israel, and the letter read, when you get this letter, you'll know that I have personally sent my servant Naaman to you. And if you would heal him of his skin disease, but when the king of Israel, when 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 he saw these things, he, he was terribly upset. He ripped his robe and he said, I, I'm not God with the power to bring death and life. I'm not that kind of person. That king is trying to pick a fight. So Elisha, the man of God, heard what had happened, that the king of Israel was so distressed that he tore his robes. He sent word to the king. He said, why are you so upset? Don't rip your robes like this. Send him to me. And there he'll learn. There is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman, with his horses and chariots, arrived in style. And he stopped at Elisha's door. And Elisha didn't go out by himself. I'm just saying that. It's not in the word right there. But Elisha sent out a servant to meet him with his message. Go to the river Jordan. Immerse yourself seven times. Your skin will be healed and you'll be good as new. David lost his temper. He turned on his heels saying, I thought he'd personally come out and meet me, call on the name of his God, wave his hand over me, and the disease spot, and get rid of the disease. The Damascus rivers, Abana and Fafar, are much cleaner and far than the any rivers they have in Israel. Why not bathe in them? At least I get clean. He stomped off and added a hornet. But the servants caught him and said, Now, if the prophet were to ask you to do a simple thing, would you do it? And so, why not just simply wash and be clean? So he did. He went down and immersed himself in the Jordan seven times, following the order of the holy man. And his skin was healed like the skin of a little baby, showing you that in the Old Testament, healing was by obedience. Now, we have healing today. Hallelujah. Our healing comes by covenant. It's the covenant of the blood. 
when Jesus had stripes laid upon his back, when he had so much pain, when the crown of thorns was placed upon his head, beard was ripped off his face, when he was pummeled, all the lacerations on the back, the spear in his side, the wounds in his hand and feet, the efficacious wounds of the Lord Jesus Christ. God permitted that. The Bible says it pleased the Lord to bruise him. What I believe is the telescope of time God saw and Jesus agreed with that mankind could and would be healed. Sickness came as a result of sin in the Garden of Eden. That's where it started at. That's where it came from. Sin and sickness and disease started there. But there was a remedy. There's a remedy for sickness. Thank God for it. Some of you out there might take pain pills or different medications. The remedy for your problem. But the remedy that we have are the stripes of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. By his stripes, we are healed. Glory, glory, glory. Now, I've seen miracles all over the world. When I was five years old, I was privileged to be in a revival there in the Philippines. And uh, Brother Summerall had just prayed for the girl bitten by the devil. She was healed. And he went to the government, and he told them, he says, I want to tell the whole nation about this. Please give me the sunken garden so I will testify and have services down here. And so they said, okay, well, why not? Because they were happy about it, too. And one of the great things that I saw with my own eyes, and here's the story. Many, many years ago, way back in the 50s, after the great revival came to the Philippines, there was a doctor, well, really, I think he was an intern. Yeah, that he was an intern, and he got saved that night. And he was raised up in the Catholic faith. God saved him, turned him around, and he wanted to do something so much for God. So what can I do? What can I do? And the Lord spoke to him and said, find the neediest man in town. And so when that was coming through his heart, he started thinking, he said, who would I invite? Who could I bring? And it came to his mind that that over across the river by Chiapo, that they... Uh, that district was a, like a market district. And so over across the river, a, there was a church of the black Christ. And seated in front of that church was a beggar. And so he went and told him exactly what he wanted to do. The beggar got excited. He never walked before in his life. He picked that beggar up, put him on his shoulders, and walked back across the great road on the way down to the sunken gardens. That's, that's uh, maybe three miles one way, three miles the other way, at least six miles. So he gets down there early and testifying how he had been saved, how he had seen people that were blind, that were healed, lame, that would walk, deaf, that would hear, explaining to him all these things. And the beggar was entranced by what he said. He was so excited about it. And so 
when this intern took the man that was on his back and his feet touched the ground of the sunken gardens, instantly that beggar was healed. He got down off the man, and the man stood up for the first time in his life, and strength came into his legs. Strength came into every part of his being. And I was there to witness that the beggar of Kehapo was healed by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody touched the beggar. Nobody touched the man. But Jesus did. So the intern would go around. They found a way of turning on the PA equipment and turn around. And they testified, testified, testified. They ran around the place. And so the intern and the beggar, the intern and the beggar, the and the beggar would say, I'm healed, I'm healed. And the intern would say, this is the beggar of Capo. This is the beggar of Capo. This is the beggar of Capo. And it was such an amazing thing. So by the time Dad got there, the services already had begun. <laughs> and thousands of people were coming together. And so the first thing he did, he says, I want you to tell that whole story to Golly. And it was interpreted from English to the language of the Filipino of Tagalog. And those are Tagalog friends listening right now, Mabuhay. <laughs> That's another word. But one of these days I'll sing to you, to Cristo Lamang and Katagunan, which Christ is the answer. And so we know a little bit of Tagalog, not a lot, but we know enough to get by, enough to be dangerous when we put it that way, enough to be dangerous. And so when that happened, he had the, the intern testifying and the beggar testified and he would do the interpreting and it was an amazing thing. So when I had that impression upon my heart all the way back then, all the way back then when I was five, and saw the miracles of God, saw the power of God, saw the anointing of the Lord, saw every kind of sickness. My, my, my. Now we've seen healing all over the world. That was in the Philippines. And went to Hong Kong. Uh, and Dad raised up three churches there in Hong Kong. One on the island, that's Hong Kong Island. Then over in, in the New Territories, it was by Communist China at that time. And then one in Kowloon, and one in Kowloon. So the one on the Hong Kong Island was called Sung Sung Ming Tong, which means it was New Life Temple. So these were the churches there. So we saw miracle after miracle after miracle. Teaching the word of God brings the miracles of God to our hearts. It's, it's, it's not a flash in the pan. It, 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 it's, it's not a thing that people start just waving hands or anything. No, it's directing them through the word of God to receive the desire of their heart. How God can move and touch and heal and bless and Cause the goodness of heaven to come our direction. So we see this one of the major miracles here about Naaman being healed. It was obedience that brought his healing. He had to go down in the water, muddy water of the Jordan River. He had to get down on that water. He got so angry, he said, I think I'll go home. My, my rivers are better than that. But he said, no, no, no. They said, if he'd asked you to do a Easy thing when you do it. So anyway, all that information there in Second Kings chapter five is totally, wonderfully, gloriously, we're amazed at what was done. So miracles, 
is all the way through the Bible. Thank God for his miracle power. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I want to read just another one to you that I was thinking about today. Having to do with the, <clears throat> the moving of God, this, you uh, possibly have been connected with that and you've possibly seen these things in the Word of God. And close to the last part, this is in Malachi. In Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, we, we see a very wonderful moving of God. And Malachi, which was very, very... Now, you see, what you have, you have Zechariah, you've got Malachi, you've got Amos, you've got Obadiah, you've got these different minor prophets. Now, their message was major, but the the very length of what they had was very small. And so when when this came together, the power, the anointing, the glory of God, uh, watch this. Okay, this is in Malachi chapter 4 and about verse 2. And having to do with the fact and plan and the purpose, uh, he said, the son of righteousness will dawn on those who honor my name, healing, radiating from the wings. You'll be bursting with energy. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. Having to do with the fact that talking about here, it does not say the S-O-N. It talks about the S-U-N, the son of righteousness, because when you understand and know the power of Almighty God and how his life will radiate upon you. Hallelujah. That the darkness can't stand. Whatever darkness is there, it must, it shall, it will go in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. All those who are experiencing pain right now, I just feel like praying for you right now. Uh, we're going to pray a little bit later on, too. Father, in the name of Jesus, now put your hand where the pain is. Put your hand where pain is. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak against pain. We speak against the torment of the enemy in their minds, in their hearts, in their lives. We speak against every evil situation that's happened in their life. We cast it down. We raise up the wonderful, holy, precious name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. We thank you right now that you're setting them free. You're healing them. Thank you, Father. Heal their minds, heal their bodies, heal their spirit. Touch them now. In the name of Jesus, we profess that. We believe that. We thank you for it. That the glory of God shall and will appear and will set the captive free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, right now. Uh, we want it right now. We thank you for it right now. When we speak that word and when we believe, speak the word as we believe in our hearts, as we start saying these things, and knowing that God wants to heal us, knowing that God wants to set us free. Oh, my, 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 my. I tell you, the Lord wants to do that and more. 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 That's why I said more abundantly. He didn't say abundantly. He said more abundantly. So all the way through the scripture, when God talks about, he talks about the blessings of heaven coming down. The things that God already has prepared for those that love him. And they're called according to his purpose. So many things that we could bring your attention to. Talking about these different things that God has already provided. 
and wants to share with you. Just get your Bible. Start reading. Start understanding. Start understanding what God is doing today and his power and his glory and his majesty is coming your direction. Now, if you remember last week, we spoke about the fact that there were issues, there were problems, there were situations that caused these things in the area of healing. We touched on a few of them there. But we, furthermore, we're going to touch on a few things. We're going to move our hearts in certain directions. Now, it's so good because I love the book of Mark in such a way because Mark is, uh, there's two words you just see suddenly, immediately. And everything was done because Mark was written to the Romans, and the Romans were people of conquests. Like the famous word said, I came, I saw, I conquered. That's what the Romans said all the time. So Mark was definitely written to the Romans. And in every chapter in the book of Mark, you'll find a miracle. You get people set free by God's power. All right, in the second chapter of the book of Mark, we have a, a paraplegic that after a few days, Jesus returned to uh, Capernaum. And the word got around, and he was back home. A crowd gathered, jamming the interest that no one could get in or out. He was teaching the word. They brought a, a paraplegic to him, carried by four men. They weren't able to get in because of the crowd. And so they removed part of the roof and lowered the paraplegic on his stretcher. It means he was paralyzed. Impressed by their bold belief, <laughs> one of the statements, one that says, when Jesus saw their faith, and what did he see? He saw a hole in the roof. <laughs> That's what Jesus, going to another man's house, tearing up his roof to see a miracle, which would happen to this man who is paralyzed. That's faith. I'm sure they had to pay for it later, had to rebuild that roof, had to put it all back together again. But when Jesus saw their faith, now remember, watch, okay, let's put this in our mind's eye, that the place is so full. There's no place for anybody to get in or out. There's hardly enough hardly room to even breathe. And Jesus is in there. And so they're trying to get their friend carried by four men, which is totally paralyzed. And so this uh, so what they're having to do. Now, I'm sure all of the consent was according to the man. He said, all right, I can't get to him downstairs. Let's go up on top of the roof. And so he said, let's tear up that roof and get me down there. So when I get down there, I know I'm going to be healed. And, and so this man's faith was so amazing. This is another man's house. I don't even know if they're connected with having to do with the fact if they're family or not, but I know this much. She tore up the man's roof. And so they removed part of the roof, lowered down the paraplegic on his stretcher. And Jesus, who was impressed by their boldness, Jesus said to the paraplegic, Son, I forgive your sins. Now these religious scholars sing around, started whispering among themselves. He can't talk that way. That's blasphemy. God and only God can forgive sin. And Jesus knew right away what they were thinking. He said, you're so skeptical. Which is simpler to say to him, I forgive your sins. Take up your bed and walk. 
So it's so clear that I am the Son of Man, and I authorize to do neither, both. He looked at the man. He said, get up. Pick up your bed and go home. And the man did, under his command. The man picked up his bed and walked. And uh, he grabbed his stretcher, walked out, and everyone was watching him. They rubbed their eyes, incredulous. They praised God, saying, we have never seen anything this. That's in the third, or no, the second chapter of the book of Mark. There's so many things that it talks about all the way through the word of God, having to do with the fact of healing, setting the captive free, causing the good things of heaven to come. And the blessings of the Lord will come and overtake, overtake. Oh, I tell you, God is good. And his mercy endures forever. Now, I want to go another direction here. This is so amazing here. Mark chapter 6, when uh, the death of John, when that takes place, King Herod heard all about that. Was on, Jesus was on everyone's lips, so he, and then he said to himself, this had to be John the Baptist. He's come back from the dead. That's why he's able to work miracles. Others said, no, it's Elijah. Others said he's a prophet, just like the old-time prophets. But Herod wouldn't even budge. He said, I'm sure it's John. I cut his head off, and now he's back alive. Herod was the one that ordered to arrest John, put him in chains and sent him to prison. Got the nagging of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for John had provoked Herod, Herod by naming his relationship to with Herodias' adultery and Herodias' mother who was smoldering with hate, wanted to kill him, but didn't dare because Herod was in awe of John. Convinced that he was a holy man, he gave him a special treatment. Whenever he listened to him, he, he was miserable with guilt, yet he couldn't stay away. Something about John kept him pulled back. One of these days, Herod threw a birthday party, fighting all the brass, the blue bloods in Galilee, and Herodias' daughter entered the banquet hall and danced for the guests. She dazzled Herod and the guests. And the king said unto her, Ask me anything, I'll give you what you want. Can't wait. I swear I'll split my kingdom with you if you say so. Now, this man was drunk, of course. So she went back to her mother and said, What shall I ask for? And this wicked mother said, Ask for the head of John the Baptist. Besides, she ran back to the king and wanted the head of John the Baptist to serve him a platter. The king sobered up. He did it, exactly what was said. So after that, what happened? One of the tragedies. Now, when Jesus heard it, he was upset. But in being upset, he began to tell them. He said to the disciples of John, he said, just before John passed away, John was going to be killed. Just before John passed away, he said, tell him this. The deaf are hearing. The blind are seeing. The lame are walking. The kingdom of God is preached. That was the message he gave to John. A little after that, John was killed. But what I'm saying right now, that the power of God is available to you today. Whatever they had back then at March Day, 
all the way through the, you know, this is the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The gospel that's there for us is the good news. And later on, we're going to get into some things having to do with the fact of believing and receiving. How powerful, how wonderful, how glorious. It's above our expectation what God is doing in the land today. Several years ago, I was over in Ohio, the state of Ohio. Forget exactly what city I was in. But one of the interesting things was that I would, we were just worshiping God. We were worshiping God. And, oh, maybe 30 minutes into worshiping God, one of the ladies in the audience started screaming out. And she was a Spanish woman. And so uh, one of the elders came down and says, uh, what should we do with her? I said, well, ask what her problem is. And she began telling him this wonderful story, how she got healed. I said, take a lady back to the bathroom and find out. So she came up and testified. She said, I came to this service a non-believer. I didn't believe in anything. But as this prophet or man, she, she's called me a man, she, as this man was preaching, telling me all about Jesus, I said to him from my heart, I said, if you're real, then heal my body. Heal my body. And I didn't know what it was. She came and told the elders, she said, well, several years ago that she had an operation and had part of her ribs removed because of cancer. And so she says that after we'd worshiped God, something happened in her ribs. She felt fire. She felt glory. And as she had it examined, that God grew back the rib that was taken out surgically. And uh, <laughs> so I said to the pastor, I said, my Lord, God's doing some creative miracles here. Well, I got news for you. God's going to do more of those creative miracles because our God, nothing is impossible. He made the body. He can heal the body. I've, I've seen legs grow out. I've seen different parts of the body that God has replaced and caused wonderful things to happen. Several years back in Kentucky, I was preaching. This was on the parking lot. They held a revival down, I think this was in Prestonburg, down in Prestonburg. And while I was down there, I was down there preaching, and a man came to mock, and he was going to try to disturb the service. And I was under unction of the function of the Holy Ghost. I spoke to him. I said, you need to find God right now. And nobody knew in the audience. We're outside. We're in a parking lot. Nobody knew in the audience. And he was stunned to what I told him. And I says, another thing God's going to do, he's going to heal your heart condition. He's going to give you a new heart. And you will know that when the power of God touches you. I reached my hand out. He must have been 50 feet away. The power of God hit him and knocked him flat on the pavement. Nobody caught him. And he had an irregular heartbeat to begin with. And the doctors told him that he needed a pacemaker. He wasn't going to live best in a few years. So when he got up off the ground, he checked his pulse. He checked everything else. 
He started crying like a baby. He said, I came here to mock your meeting, but now God has healed me, has saved me, and I've delivered. God can do anything. He can do anything. He can do anything. Put your faith and trust in him, in him, in him. I've seen miracles all over the world. When I was in Nigeria here back, oh, good, 10 years ago now, when I was in Nigeria with Brother Bonke, we saw miracles like unbelievably happening all the time. And see, the tremendous crowd, we had over 2,000, or 2,000, we had over 200,000 every night. And as we would go out to the plateaus and where the places were, and the platform was built up and the great sound system was there and the lights and everything, and it just, just was, was a sight to see. And my heart was so stirred within me then. I said, God, I must go to the world. I must go to the world. I have been to over 35 nations so far, but I'm going to more. And so when that started, and people just started being healed, just all kinds of ways. He would, Brother Bonky would give the salvation message. They'd receive the Lord. And then he'd just kind of wave his hand. You can't lay your hands on everybody there. Too. They would have trampled us to death. The place was so packed. Over 200,000 people in these open fields. As far as you could see, the people. And the lights were extremely bright. You could look one way. You could look the other way. You could look north. You could look south. You could go east. Just people surrounding us everywhere we went. And all of the miracles that took place. Blindness was gone. Deafness was gone. Cancers falling off. Uh, all types of things. Tumors were gone. Goiters were healed. You name it, whatever the sickness they had, they were instantly healed by God's power. And all Brother Bunker did is got to wave his hand over the audience. And the Lord spoke to me. The Lord spoke to me on the platform. He said, Son, I'm going to bring the healing power to your nation in the same manner in the same way, with the same Lord and the same presence. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When that started taking place, I said, my, 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 my. Lord God, you're about ready to do something so mighty, I'm just about ready to. He said, yeah. He said, that's right. And so we are seeing today greater anointings, greater presence, greater miracles. Of course, you've got to get saved. You've got to have no Jesus in your heart. If you're not saved right now, say these words after me. Lord Jesus Christ, forgive me of every sin. Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry for my sin. I repent. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on the world. I follow you, Lord Jesus. I follow you with all my heart. I love you and I will serve you to the day I die. Oh, hallelujah. For the Bible says, with the confession of your mouth and the believing of your heart, you're born again, Romans 10, 9, 10. Receive it, believe it, and know that God has set you free. Hallelujah. As you have said that prayer, as you say that prayer vocally, you must say it vocally. We're not as, oh, I don't care you know, how many people are in. Just say it, believe it, walk in it, and you can and will be free. Scripture tells us whom the sun sets free is 
free indeed. I'm telling you what. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's getting better all the time. I'm just simply amazed at some of the times when we start teaching and preaching the word of God, the anointing gets so strong that sometimes, I mean, it's, it's kind of even hard to speak. What, what I wanted to read to you here was the account, Mark chapter 10, Blame Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat beside the highway side begging. Then when he found out with Jesus, he did something about it. Mark chapter 10. This is one of the amazing scriptures. And what he did, what Bartimaeus did, it is so powerful and wonderful and glorious reading about this, knowing what is said there. This is found in uh, the 10th chapter, beginning by verse 46. They spent some time in Jericho. As Jesus was leaving town, trailed by his disciples, a parade of people, a blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting along the road. When he heard it with Jesus, the Nazarene passing by, he began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Many tried to hush him up, but he yelled the louder. Son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped in his tracks, called him over. They called him, it's your lucky day. Well, I wouldn't say lucky. I'd say hey, this is the day of blessing for you. So he got up. He said, he's calling you. So what did he do? He threw off his coat, which would identified him to be a blind beggar. And he walked toward Jesus, and Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? The blind mind, and what he said, the man said unto him, he said, Rabbi, I want to see. And Jesus says, your faith has saved you and healed you. And in that very instant, he recovered his sight and followed Jesus down the road. Notice what it says there. In the King James, it says, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on That has to do with the fact that he realized that he was the Messiah. He realized he's the King of kings and Lord of lords. And as he was understanding and having that come to his heart, into his spirit, the power of God hit Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, which sat beside the highway side begging. But when he heard it with Jesus, oh, what happened? He got so happy. But everyone tried to shut him up. So wait a minute, wait a minute. He didn't want to hear from you. You're blind, you're a beggar. Nothing to do with you. He won't even listen to you. And he began shouting the louder. More and more and more. And when he began to do that, Jesus said, wait a minute. Someone's calling my name. And when that was taking place, what took place, he said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, that I might see and Jesus blessed him, and the man began to see. Wonderful. Now, what Bartimaeus didn't know, this was the last time that Jesus was to pass through Jericho because he was on his way to the cross from here. He was on his way to crucifixion from here. He never went back that way anymore. That's showing their special times of involvement that bring the healing. And this was Bartimaeus' last chance. 
this was the last time, the last time it was spoken of having to do with that miracle. If you need a miracle in your life, we're going to pray again here just in the next few minutes. And I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ can and will heal you of every sickness and of every disease. It's promised in the Word of God. All the way through the Word, you can have it. You say it. You believe it. You shall be healed. I'm turning to the book of James. The book of James has much to say about healing. In the book of James, it's so powerful and wonderful and glorious that we have relationship in a stronger measure to healing than about a lot of other books have. This is found in the fifth chapter of the book of James. When it talks about this, it begins at about verse 14. He said, are you hurting? Pray. You feel great? Sing. I sing while you suck. He said, if you are, call the church elders and leaders to pray for you, anoint you. Now, this is anointing with oil. To anoint you with the oil in the name of the master. Believing prayer will heal you. And Jesus will put you on your feet. And if you sin, you'll be forgiven. Healed inside and out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means that if you need prayer, that our God will set you free. Like I said before, those listening right now, if you've got pain in your body, I'm going to come and rebuke it. I'm coming against it in the name of Jesus that we don't need to have pain. We don't need to have these sicknesses. Whatever your problem is in the direction of illness, I rebuke it in Jesus' name, whether it be a migraine headache, whether it be a congestion, whether it be in some kind of infirmity in your body, whatever name it has, it has to bow to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It must bow to the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I feel that really strong. It must bow to the name of Jesus that your body can and will be healed. Your mind can and will be free. The word says, whom the Son says free is free indeed. That means you. That means anyone listening, wherever you are in whatever country you're in, that Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, will set you free. Hallelujah. Ah, right now, start thanking him. Put your hands in the air. Start thanking him. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. We worship you. We praise you. We magnify your name. We thank you, Lord, right now what you're doing. And our behalf, how you're touching how you're healing, how you're setting the captive free. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We bless your name. We praise you. We adore you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, how good you are, how wonderful you are. We give you glory. We give you praise. We bless your name forever and ever and ever. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Like that song says, he is Lord, he is Lord, he is risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess 
that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen, amen. I had much to say tonight, but I just have come to the completion of what we're saying and the good things of God that are going to follow your heart and your life. Thank you again for joining me on this wonderful Fire Talk Radio. Sister Deborah, are you ready right there? I'm ready to say we'll see you at the next time. Don't forget tomorrow is between 6 and 7. We're teaching on the book of Daniel. We will be discussing about Daniel in the Den of Lions. How an amazing, wonderful way that God set Daniel free. There are areas of truth there you cannot miss tomorrow. Between 6 and 7. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a powerful, powerful teaching tonight. My, my, my. The anointing <laughs> is really strong, really, really strong in here. I'm looking forward to tomorrow as well. Amen. That's it's going to be great. It'll be, it'll be great, yeah. Yeah. Thank you again, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. So, so, so if we had anyone ask any questions or anyone giving response to that? or um, I had something. Somebody was uh, asking for prayer. Um, they lost their 16 uh, day. Their baby was 16 days old, and they lost oh, it. Wow. It died, and they're asking oh, for prayer wow. and comfort. Okay. Okay. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. The designation of the Holy Spirit is he is our comforter. We pray that you would wrap them with your presence, that you'll be with him. Help them, encourage them, lift them up. We thank you, Lord, that you're with them right now, touching them in such a marvelous way. And everyone that's listening right now, you join in the prayer with me that we bless these dear people who have lost a child. We bless them in the name of Jesus, at the sweetness of your presence. Right now, I want them to focus on heaven more than anything else. Because that's where that loved one is. That little one's in heaven. And if you understand about heaven, how wonderful heaven is, read the scriptures about heaven and let your heart be joined to heaven. Hallelujah. Be blessed, my friends. Be comforted, my friends. Be touched, my friends. Let the sweetness of his presence touch your life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. We're sorry to hear about that, but there's yeah. a brighter day on the other side. And the good thing is that their their parents are are Christians, and they're actually in uh, missionary work overseas. So they're uh, yes, okay. and they're still okay. focusing and okay. trying to, trying to hang in there. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, another we're going to put them, we them. We'll put them on yeah. our list, and we'll just yeah. continue bless them with our prayers. Now, we did get Hallelujah. a comment. We, we got a comment from somebody um, about uh, how blessed they were by your teachings, um, Dr. <laughs> Frank Summerall, and how much, they're, how much they're learning and that they've been able to um, spread it to their family and their friends, uh, the things well, that the you're Lord. doing. Amen. And they're, they're they're tuning in regularly now, and they just wanted to let you know. They're a bit of a shy one, but they wanted to let you know how, how blessed they've been. And, well, and how, you know, how we, can, we can call that 
we, we could call all those wonderful people listening, we could call it a heavenly addiction. <laughs> That's a good idea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good addiction to have, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go, there you go. Uh-huh. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Praise so, God. Thank you for allowing us to minister and teach and bless and encourage and the good things of heaven are coming. Amen. And you'll be blessed late night. And we'll you be talking change. to you tomorrow. Don't miss it between six and seven. I look forward to it. Amen. You have a great Bless night, Brother Frank. Thanks okay, again for everything. Okay. Bye now. Bye bye. Bye. Good night. Bless you. Okay. Thanks for joining. Bye-bye. Good night. Okay. We'll, we'll see you. Okay. Bye bye. All bye-bye. right. Thank you, Lord. Bye. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us with with Dr. Frank Summerall tonight. Thank you so much for for joining us with him. And uh, it's been a very, very powerful night of teaching. And we're, um, it's a, of learning so much and you know a lot happens in life and and um there's a lot of sad things unfortunately happen in life and um like for example the the, the people that lost their 16 day old baby just a baby that was a couple of weeks old and and so you know our heart our heart goes out to that family to the people that that lost that child and as as i was preparing i i felt to get some scriptures on on peace and actually one in isaiah 61:3 it says to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So I'm just... Uh, I I want to of course I want to of course um, give that out to give that out to uh, to those people to to see that um, to let them know that there is there is hope there's peace and I've got some other some other ones for peace for them and. You know, God sent his word and healed all our diseases and delivered us from all our destruction. And God is actually, I mean, he is our, sorry for all those little those little things that going on there. I needed, um, but the little noises. But I just wanted to, to, uh, to let you know that that, you know, God loves you and, and that that he is in in Philippians four seven it says and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Romans 15.13 Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 26.3 reads, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Psalm 55.22 Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. 1 Peter 5.7 Casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. So Father, I just uh, I I join and link my faith with Brother Frank and praying for these precious people who have lost their child and anybody else who's grieving a loved one. And I I I know that you are our comforter, Father. You sent you sent Jesus and Jesus sent the comforter. So I thank you right now. Holy Spirit, that you are a comforter and that you're comforting them right now and that you're holding them in the palm of your hand and that they don't give up their ministry because it's that they just take what the devil meant for bad and they turn it to the good and they use that for the fuel to to propel them, the fuel to keep them, for the energy to keep them going. And I thank you for that, Father. I thank you. And and I, I speak right now for anybody else who is brokenhearted. Jesus is the mender of the brokenhearted. And so I just I thank you, Father, right now that you are the mender of the brokenhearted. You're close to the brokenhearted. And I thank you for that, Father. Uh, Psalm 147.3 reads, He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. And I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you for healing the brokenhearted. I thank you for being close to them. For being close to them. I thank you, Jesus, that you heal the brokenhearted. You bind up their wounds. And I thank you that you know what it feels like to be, to be, to feel pain. You know what it feels like to feel all of us, and you're close to them. And you, 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 you put all of our tears in a bottle. You count all our tears and you put them in a bottle. And I thank you, Father, for for being there for these people, these precious, precious people. Now, I'm going to, as I was praying to the Lord today as to what he wanted me to speak on, what he wanted me to do, I just, I, I got several things from him, and I felt that I was to pray for people. I'll, um, regarding different things, different areas to pray for. And also, I felt 
um, to encourage encourage those. So I'm gonna and and also I felt to pray for the brokenhearted as well. That's what the Holy Spirit told me earlier was to pray for the brokenhearted. So I also I also feel led to pray for anyone that's in the full time ministry who feels like quitting the ministry right now I feel led to pray for you. I and because the Holy Spirit, as I was praying earlier, requested me and he told me he he, he told me that he wanted me to pray for those in the full time ministry who need who feel like giving up, who feel like quitting the ministry. So I thank you, Father God, right now that that you know I mean the giftings and the callings of God are without repentance, and God called you into the full time ministry, so I just want to I just want to thank you, Father, for the gifts that you gave us because you called these people i mean you gave us the gifts. In other fivefold ministry was the evangelist, the teacher, the pastor, the prophet, and the apostle. And the these people, these are gifts that you gave the body of Christ that they could that they would that they would build us build us up, that they would teach us and prepare us for for growing up in, in the uh in in the ministry and to do the works of the ministry. So I just thank you for them, Lord. I thank you that as I said, I thank you that whereas in in one Corinthians twelve twenty eight and God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets third teachers then miracles then gifts of healing helps administration various kinds of tongues is talking about all of these things but the spiritual gifts but he's appointed in the church these gifts but also is talking about in Ephesians 4:11 And he gave some as apostles and some as gifts, as, as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, for the building up of the body of Christ. So we thank you, Father, for these gifts, whether they're pastors, prophets, Teachers, evangelists, whatever their whatever their whatever gift you've given us, Father, I thank you right now that that they that they, you just get, encourage them. Get and actually, I I speak to the ones that are feeling like quitting the ministry, and I'm I'm letting you know that you are a gift to the body of Christ. The giftings and callings of God are without repentance, as you well know. So those giftings and callings that, yes, he's placed it on your life. But if you were to go and 
and and do something else, whether it be get a, a quote regular job, if it be just take a time off. Those those giftings, the, the gift is not going to go away. The calling, the anointing that God put on your life, it's not going to go away. And the people that He assigned to your life, only your life, that only you can affect. These people, what, what's going to happen to them? I understand. You you may say you don't know what I'm going through. You're right. I, I don't. But the Holy Spirit knows what you're going through, and He knows how to help you if you lean on Him and trust Him. I don't know if you need finances, if you need peace, if you're just weary in the battle. Or what is going on. But God knows. And he chose you before the foundation of the earth to be a gift to the body of Christ. To be a gift in the ministry to help grow the body of Christ. So remember, remember that. Before you were even born. That's what he chose you to do. And I'm sure that that things can get often. They can get hard to where it can get overwhelming. But, But look at it as the people that God has assigned to your life. Yes, you're a person too, just like them. And sometimes people look up to people in the fivefold ministry, and they think, "Well, you know, you're superhuman, and you're a, a superhero, and you, you don't have knees. You you you, know, you walk on water, and you you float. You just translate, and you appear in the building. You don't have to walk through the door. You don't put your pants leg one on time. You know, one one leg at a time." Or pantyhose if you're a woman, but it it just, I mean, or you don't have to eat, you don't have to do all these things, you know, that regular humans do. Well, you are, you do have to do all those things. A lot of times, uh, higher expectations put on you. And I understand that that by the Holy Spirit, you feel like quitting. Whether you're a person that's listening now or whether you're going to be listening to the rebroadcast of this or the archive. God knows what you're going through. And in fact, he so much knows what you're going through that he placed you on my heart to pray for specifically. That's how much he knows and cares about you. He doesn't condemn you. He He's there with you. Casting your cares on him. Knowing that he cares for you and loves you. Loves you so much that he gave me this information before I before I came on the show tonight. 
be encouraged. Know that God is there with you. Jesus is praying for you, interceding for you 24-7, 24 hours a day he's praying for you. So be encouraged and know the road can sometimes get tough. But know that God is there, the Holy Spirit. Lean on him. Let him be what it is that you need. He'll be there for you, and he'll do that for you if you'll let him. So please reconsider quitting the ministry. Don't you know that the world needs you? The body of Christ needs you. The kingdom of heaven needs you to fulfill your assignment. God didn't tell you to give up. God didn't tell you to quit. Don't be discouraged and downhearted. I'm here to tell you that the Lord wants you to continue on in this. And if you give up now and you quit the full-time ministry or even the part-time ministry, if you quit, where, what, what's going to happen to the people that he's assigned to your life? What's going to happen to them? Jesus didn't quit in the Garden of Gethsemane. He sweat drops of blood. He wanted to let the cup pass from him. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. He could have quit, but he had you on his mind, and he had the people whose lives you're going to touch and have touched and would touch on his mind. When he hung, when he took the sins of the world and the diseases, and and he hung on the tree, he hung on the cross, he looked past through time and space and he saw your face but he also saw the faces of the ones that he assigned to you and he gave him strength he gave him courage to, to, to go on with the torture and agony of the cross and, and what is what he was enduring He didn't give up on you. Please don't give up on him and your call and your ministry. Don't give up. Don't give up. Fight. Fight for it. Give it to God and let God fight it for you. Let him take care of it for you. Let him fight your battles for you. I understand that ministry can be hard, but standing in front of him on the day of judgment and saying, well, God, it got a little tough there, and I I, I just, 
I don't know. I, I know you called me to reach the nations, and I know that you called me to teach. I know you called me to preach and prophesy and evangelize. And, and I know you called me to the fivefold minute. You called me specifically to all these things, but I, it got really, 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 really tough. And I just, I, I, I'm sorry, but I had to quit. That would be even harder. That would be even harder than what you're going through right now. To look into the eyes of love and say, I'm sorry, it was too hard. I quit the ministry when you didn't specifically tell me to stop because I was going through issues. I had financial problems. Things were just just bothering me. They were too hard. So I quit, God. You know, which is which is I mean and then when you're when when your works are tried by fire and they turn up as wood, hay and stubble instead of gold and precious stones, gold and and precious stones. I mean, and treasure, jewels. I mean, I understand you're going through things right now, and I don't begrudge you that. I don't condemn you in that, and I'm not trying to say that you're not human and you don't have issues, and I'm not trying to devalue those issues or or say that you don't have these these things i'm not trying to to say that they're not issues and that you're not having problems but lean on god lean on the holy spirit jesus and know that if he calls you he who began a good work in you is faithful and he will complete that work to the day of christ jesus so just know that he will complete the work that he's done in you, that he started in you. And for the sake of those that you're called to minister to and teach and preach and prophesy to, and don't give up. Stay the course. Finish the race. The grand stands in heaven. You've got a whole host. you got... They're looking, they're, they're hosting you on. The, the a whole cloud of witnesses, those who have gone before you, are, are, are watching, cheering you on, saying, you can do it. Yeah, I had that issue. I had that problem, but I overcame it, and, and I, I finished my race. You can do it. I believe in you. Yes, you have a free will. God can't override that, but God loves you enough and sees what you're going through that he told me specifically pray for those who are on the verge of quitting the ministry. So I'm speaking to you right now. God loves you. God 
knows the plans he has for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But that hope and a future is also for the people that he's assigned to your life. You know, I I was on the verge of, of quitting, well, I shouldn't say a few times. When I was in Bible college, it was pretty, pretty intense. And I was, I was having a hard time and I, I just, I, I, I felt like giving up. And Pastor Todd said to me, he says, says, I understand, he goes, that you're going through these things. He says, but there are thousands, millions of people, countless lives that have been assigned to you. And if you if you finish the course and you, you can you can minister to them and they'll hear the gospel. But you have a choice. If you don't, if you choose not to, they'll go to hell. The choice is yours. I was like, ooh, well, okay. Hmm. Ouch. <laughs> so basically, I say the same to you. There are countless millions of lives that have been assigned to you by God now to hear the gospel and to be ministered to. You can preach it to them or you can give up, quit, and not preach it to them and let them go to hell. The choice is yours. Father God, I thank you right now for giving these mighty men and women of God strength. I thank you for, for for touching their lives right now, Father God. I thank you for the gifts that they are to the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. I thank you that you know all things and you put this on my heart to pray for them, Father God. And I just thank you right now to, to help them, give them strength to, to finish the course and to hear the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of the Lord. Thank you so much, Father, for touching them right now with your peace, your wisdom, and your 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 everything that they need, Father. I thank you that you love them. I thank you that you give them peace down to understanding and the joy of the Lord for their strength. And the fire of God. And I thank you that they make the right decision. That they press on towards the high calling of Christ Jesus. I give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise for this. I ask it in Jesus' name. And I thank you ahead of time. I thank you that you've used me. And that you've ministered to them through me. And I give you... Praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you need further prayer, I'm going to keep you in my prayers, but if you need further prayer or you have a testimony or a comment, be sure and and go ahead and and let let me know at Fire Talk Radio, the number two at yahoo.com. That is Fire Talk Radio, the number two at yahoo.com. 
If anybody has any questions, comments, or prayer requests, or they have a, um, you can call area code six four six 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 eight two zero nine three. That is area code six four six 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 eight two zero nine three. Feel free to call in. We have about twenty six minutes left. Feel free to to call. And I'd love to chat with you and, and find out what's on your heart. I'd love to hear from you. So feel free. Another thing, as I was praying today with to the Holy Spirit and asking him what else he, he would have me convey to his 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 people, his children, his just what he wants me to talk about, period. And as I was praying, I felt I felt compelled for those who I I felt I I well he I felt to pray for the for marriages. For now let me biblically let me define what, what a biblical marriage is. A biblical marriage is between one man and one woman in a monogamous relationship for life. That's the marriage I'm referring to as a biblical marriage between a man and a woman. God specifically told me to pray for the healing and strengthening of marriage. So, Father, I thank you right now that you strengthen these marriages that you brought together. You brought them together, Father. Two is better than one, and it's not it's not good that man should should be alone. And Father, whatever is going on in their relationship, I speak that that you you strengthen it if it's con- if it's constant arguing it that you help them strengthen their character the fruit of the spirit whatever is going on lord i thank you for healing these marriages and i i i and strengthening marriages bringing them closer together and i thank you for that in Jesus' name, amen. Now, to let you all know that I just want to clarify, if you are in an abusive relationship where you're getting, where your life is threatened and you're getting beat up and then God doesn't want you in that. He doesn't want your life in danger and he doesn't want you subjected to all of that. Now, be led by the Holy Ghost in is in, in in things like this. I'm not telling. I'm just telling you the the grounds for. I'm telling you that if if a person has an affair, and God, you know, I mean, yes, the Bible says you can forgive them if if you choose to forgive them and stay with them, or you choose to forgive them and leave them. 
But again, be led by the leadership in your church, the pastoral staff, and be led in by the Holy Ghost in, in the situation of these things, like in abuse. Maybe they just slapped you one time. Maybe they had a hard day. I don't know the situation. All I know is that you need to be led by the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to say a blanket statement and say you need to do this, that, and the other. But there are certain situations where I'm talking about if there's severe abuse and that person is in grave danger and they're constantly being beat up and threatened and they don't know what's going to happen next, then just seek safety and seek counsel by by your church. Because I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going, I'm not going to counsel you and say, leave, do this, that, and the other. I'm just saying that God told me to pray for marriages. There's a strengthening of marriages and the healing of marriage. So I thank you, Father, where there's been differences and arguments. I thank you for bringing these people closer together and where there's separation that you just help them fall in love with each other all over again and remember the reason they married each other and that they go out and they minister together like never before. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, letting you know also that you can put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm going to give you the number one more time. It's 646-668-2093. That is 646-668-2093. We have approximately 20 minutes. So another... um, I just wanted to touch on on a couple of things that, um, I mean, God wants us healed, and he wants us healed now. Like, he already paid the price for it. He took all the diseases and the sin on his his body, and, and, I mean, all of it, past, present, future. Now, if if we need faith for something, especially like we're talking about healing now, so if we need faith for healing, we're going to need to hear what the Word of God says regarding healing, and we're need going to need to research the scriptures. So, research the scriptures on healing and write on three by five cards what what the what the, what the Word of God has to say, and 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 then you can um quote those quote those scriptures you can you can you can write it on those and you can read them out loud to yourself pray them over yourself read them out loud and you can even just however you want to how you always get that in front of you tape it on the wall if you need to tape it on the bathroom mirror Tape it on the hallway mirror, wherever you want to tape it. Just put it everywhere in front of you so that you can see it. Hide that word in your heart so that it, it, your your faith is going to become stronger in that in that in those areas in the area of healing. Your your faith will become stronger in that to where 
when a symptom tries to attack your body, your that word will will come up in you, and you will be able to fight off the attack of the enemy. So study the word of God and and healing um, by some by a CD or however you want to do of of, heal, of the healing scriptures. Uh, my pastor, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, he has um, a healing scripture. It's very anointed. It has some very anointed worship music playing in the background, just instrumental, very softly. And then he is he's reading the scriptures. They're very, very, it's very anointed. And because it's, the word, it's nothing but the word of God, it's Rodney Howard Brown. You can go to revival.com. If you're interested in looking at that, researching that further, the CD is called Healed by, um, or By His Stripes. It's called By His Stripes. So, and I will double check that for you and make sure that that's what it's called, but I'm pretty sure it's called By His Stripes is what the healing CD is called. It's very anointed. I'll, I'll play it a lot. And you don't have to actually be sick to play this. So you can you can just um you can play it just to strengthen 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 the inner man and and your going you know to strengthen your inner man with that so you can you can strengthen him I tell you I understand what what's hmm my goodness, I understand what what Brother Frank was talking about when the anointing is so strong that sometimes, truth be told, it is really hard to to um, to talk about things. So, but um, yes, it's by his stripes. Here it is. It was just under a different cover. It's under the music section on revival.com. They've got a store in there. I'd, I'd encourage you to go and check out revival.com and their store and all of the anointing things that they have on here. They have so many wonderful things. And you can check out their YouTube channel as well. If you just go to revival.com, you'll see you scroll down a bit and on, on on the right side of the page below there, I believe it's their picture. Uh, you can find their Twitter and their YouTube account and their Facebook account. Now, it's it, the CD is by his stripes. I, I was right in that. Uh, so that's what it's called if you want to check that out. We've got about 15 minutes, but it is very important to strengthen your inner man on not just healing, but whatever it is that we need uh, strengthening in. And because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you some scriptures. I'm going to give you some time to get a pen and paper. And I've, 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 I've looked up some scriptures that you can write down. There's about maybe, maybe 10 here. I haven't counted them, but there's quite a few. I'm going to read them. I'm going to give you the, the scripture reference so you can go ahead and and um, 
and write them down. While you're getting that pen, this is, I feel very strongly to pray for people who have had an abortion. I I thank you, Father, right now. I, I pray for these people that have had an abortion. Lord, help them, help their broken heart, Father God. I, You know, whoever whoever this is for, it may be for one person, maybe more than one person. God, I, I felt this three times. Pray for people who've had an abortion. Please forgive yourself. Whatever the circumstance was behind the abortion, it 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 it, it's ha- it is what it is. It, you can't change it. Whatever it is, please forgive yourself. If the abortion was forced on you, please forgive them, and forgive yourself. Even though you don't have anything to to, to be forgiven of. It's not your fault. If it was forced on you, please forgive yourself. If you don't, how can there be healing? And I, I feel the compassion of the Lord. I feel your pain. I'm sorry that you're going through this right now. And I'm, I'm sorry that the devil's always beating you over the head with it. But it's it's not your fault. You need to let it go. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. And if you're forgiven, if you've asked for forgiveness, God heard you. And he forgave you. You need to forgive yourself. And know that if you're saved, if you have Jesus in your heart, one day you're going to see that child again. Or children. You will. Not again, I'm sorry. You will see them. And they'll run into your arms. Father, I just ask right now that you go where the knife of man can't go and do a deep work in these women's lives. Touch them with your anointing, the healing balm of Gilead. And I thank you for touching their hearts, healing their hearts helping them forgive themselves, ministering to them like only you can. And I thank you for that, Father. I thank you that since you touched on my heart again to pray for them, that you don't condemn them. You want to heal them. And I thank you for healing their hearts, their minds, and their bodies. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, for that. Thank you. We're touching them and giving them peace, comfort, joy, and love. A sweet peace, peace, peace on them. I thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, for those who that prayer was for, no. That you are forgiven. You are loved. Now receive that forgiveness. Receive that healing. Receive that deliverance. And receive that peace. God loves you. He has a great plan for your life. He wants you to, to give him that pain. If you need to Cry, cry, let the tears flow. Just get it out of your system. You need to laugh. If you feel like laughing, don't question it. Don't don't question it with your head. Just laugh. Know that God loves you. 
receive that healing. We've got about 11 minutes left. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you these scriptures. You should get a, have a pen and a paper by now. The first scripture I'm going to give you is James 5.15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. 1 Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Isaiah 53.5 But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Ezekiel 16.6 And when I passed by you, and saw you struggling in your own blood, I said to you in your blood, live. Yes, I said to you in your blood, live. Exodus fifteen twenty six, And said, if you dilig- diligently heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. That that would have to do with the people who feel like quitting the ministry, that would be for you as well. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and keep his commandments. Psalm 103, 2-3 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Jeremiah 30, verse 17, for, God, for I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, this is Zion, no one seeks her. So God is going to restore health to us and heal us of our wounds. Matthew eight seventeen that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Exodus 23, 25-26 So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. If you're believing God for a healthy pregnancy, you can stand on that 
that word, as well as when we, you know, blessing our food and our water. Psalm 91.10, no evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. Psalm 91.16, with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalm 107.20, he sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from their destructions. 3 John 1-2 Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Just as your soul prospers. So there's quite a few there. I'll run down just the, 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 the scripture verse. And you can write that down. We've got about... Six minutes remaining on the air. I'm going to run down real quick these scriptures I gave you, just a reference. James 5.15, 1 Peter 2.24, Isaiah 53.5, Ezekiel 16.6, Exodus 15.26, Psalm 103, 2 through 3, Jeremiah 30, 17, Matthew 8, 17, Exodus 23, 25 through 26, Psalm 91, 10, Psalm 91, 16, Psalm 107, 20, and 3 John 1, 2. So those are some, some scripture references for you. And here is the uh, uh, Silver Springs um Maryland has been extended. I'm going to play a little uh, snippet for you real quick. Hello, Rodney Brown here. I want to invite all my friends that were part with us in Celebrate America, D.C. at the Doors of American Revolution Constitution Hall for the three weeks, 15 nights, over 31,000 decisions for Christ. I'm asking you to come join me in Silver Springs, Maryland for our Celebrate America camp meeting. It's going to be a time of praise and worship and signs and wonders and the power of God coming down and revival and the move of God and also the harvest of souls. So come and celebrate with us what God did because let me tell you, it's only the beginning and the best is yet to come. Looking forward to seeing you come and be a part with us. Celebrate America Camp Meeting, Silver Spring, Maryland. For more information, go to www.revival.com. That's www.revival.com. Now, that is at Emmanuel's Church, 16819 New Hampshire Avenue in Silver Spring, Maryland, 20905. Now, that's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the rest of this week, basically, at 7 p.m. 
And there's going to be a power evangelism Tuesday through Saturday at 10 a.m. They're going to teach you how to soul win, and they're going to take you out soul winning. How exciting is that? So go be a part if you're close by it or you're going to fly there and be a part of it. Go and see how you can help out and be a part. Your life will never, ever be the same. I guarantee you that. Now, there's a prayer line to the church that I go to. It's one eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven. That's eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven. And let you know about uh, River Bible Institute com River School of Worship. Dot com river school of government dot com you can go check it out look at the schools and uh there's uh, been the first week of classes have started and so check it out there's going to be some spring classes and you might still be able to get there if you call 813-971-9999 you can always find out if not they've got some spring Courses coming up that you can uh, you can enroll in. So, we uh, if you feel you have the call of God on your life, if nobody's told you God loves you, has great plan for your life. If you're not sure you would go to heaven if you died this very second, just know the Holy Bible reads: We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life to Jesus Christ our Lord. Whoever calls upon his name shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. I want to tell you right now, all your sins are forgiven. You always remember to run to God, not from God, because he loves you a great deal, has a wonderful plan for your life. I hope you are blessed today. I just felt for my part of this show that I was just to encourage you and pray for you, uh, what I felt God had placed upon my heart. Just know that you are loved. You are valuable. You are accepted in the beloved. He loves you so much. Be sure and join us tomorrow for Kingdom Business. Um, I'm sorry, for the Bible study tomorrow, Kingdom Gathering Bible study. And uh, uh, Jesus, the ultimate healer, Saturday at 8 p.m. Until we again, remember you are loved, valuable, and accepted in the beloved. And I love you. Something spooktacular is coming. It's SeaWorld's Halloween Spooktacular. With trick-or-treat fun and a Halloween show starring everyone's favorite Sesame Street friends. Plus, kids can come in costumes. Halloween spooktacular is included with submission. So join the fun. Weekends September 23rd to October 29th at SeaWorld. Get three months free when you buy an annual pass. Restrictions apply. 
you've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, I make sure my family's always stylish, and all I want in return are those three little words. Thank you, Mom. Nope, all on sale. Yes, go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get 30% off your entire purchase at Old Navy's thank you event. 30% off everything, even jeans, sweaters, and jackets? 30% off all of it. And Old Navy card members get 40% off at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. I heard that. High Fashion. Old Navy. Valid 10, 11 to 10, 15. Excludes in-store clearance, gift cards, registered lane items, jewelry today only, and two-day only deals. 40% off are subject to credit approval. See stores for details and exclusions.